This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We see the last on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, we're halfway home on a Thursday. It's uh, Woodsy and Paul this morning. Ben is out sick. He was, if you went back and listened to the last hour of the show yesterday, he went from high. This is Ben Higgins from Channel 10. And this is Ben Higgins. Candy Morales with a home run. Vladimir Guerrero had key hits along, <coughs> excuse me, along the way. Angels batting order. Angels batting order. It's my favorite. That's number one. Yeah, you could hear him slipping away okay. at the end of the show. And uh, I guess his, his one of his kids was sick, and that's just how it goes, man. Had to get one of my kids out yesterday. I'm, I'm actually surprised, knock on wood, I feel fantastic. Uh, both kids have been coughing and sneezing into my mouth. Maybe all the, the five years of preschool germs have, have worked their way through, but I feel great. feel great. Never better, actually. I mean, we like, marched it downfield. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought we could have been closer, but and then Mike Leach, so good. <laughs> well, they're kicking it off, and then like, are you dying? Uh, is he dying? <laughs> it sounds like life is escaping his body on his death. I've been to people's deathbeds. That's what it sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Just it's it for me. Stop. Let go. It's okay. Go to the light, man. It's Benny's uh, homesick. Hope hope he's doing well. Don't know if he'll be in tomorrow. You know, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. We take this uh, this show really one segment at a time. That's how we roll here. Sure do. Wanted to get to this uh, scene that happened yesterday. I mean, it's I think it's every uh, radio host's dream, right, to go viral. Not for this. Not for this. This was actually on TMZ yesterday. And if you ever, uh, if you're an early tier one listener, uh, you're you're up early. You're waiting for Ben and Woods to start. You're going to hear the DA show. It, it, Mraz is his producer. Yeah. Um, I don't know their exact roles. I okay. think he's got two or three guys with him. Right. He's got, uh, yeah, Pete, uh, Pete Morash okay. is Mraz. Okay. And then there's, I think, somebody else as well. But yeah, it's the DA show. Right. And they went, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't just TMZ, trust me. <laughs> it went massively viral. It was viral and uh, I guess viral for like, the wrong reasons. I, I want to be viral for like saving a kid from a burning car. Yeah, radio host. That radio host saves lives. Yes, that's yeah. fine. I don't want to be viral for Dodger fan kills radio host. <laughs> I don't want to be famous for radio host says something that gets him in hot water and he's fired and out of a job. I don't want to be famous for this. Uh-oh. You're like the fanatic taking a number two on Mike Schmidt's chest. <laughs> you just don't do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Does the fanatic do that? 
No, I'm saying if he did, this would be really. I mean, really? Did he do that on Dale Murphy? What is that a thing that the Philly fanatic does? It's a matter of disrespect. Oh my God, Bobby Cox is down prone. Here comes the fanatic squatting over him. Just say it's a legend, and it's the ultimate That's disrespect mass. to take a number two in somebody's chest. Oh, no, please. <laughs> David Wright, get off the ground. Here comes the fanatic. Flop. It's <laughs> a lot of scrapple. It's like they broke DA. He's just dying. That image of the Philly fanatic. Natural gas. Squatting over Mike Schmidt, who is laying on his back on the ground like a turtle with on his stirrups shell. on. Natural gas. Oh no, fanatic! No, Natural no, gas. no, no! He's a legend. He's a franchise icon. No. Natural gas. Don't do it. I know you had scrapple yesterday. <laughs> Marissa said it offhandedly, like that's what the fanatic does. You know, he shoots hot dogs into the stands, takes dumps on your chest. <laughs> Can't say that. Oh, <laughs> well, you broke Pete and the call fell out of his chair. I fell out of his chair. They had to dump it. I, I just went in my pants. <laughs> he just said, I think I just went in my pants. Did you miss that? <laughs> I just went in my pants. I just, just went, went in, in my, my pants. pants. He... I just <laughs> went in my pants. <laughs> I mean, dude, they have cameras in their studio, so I'm watching the video. I mean, Mraz is silent because he's laughing so, or not Mraz, uh, DA. He is laughing so hard at what just happened and what he just heard from his his co-host here who just went in his <laughs> How you doing? Okay, this is now a few minutes later. Yes. <laughs> A lot of paper towels. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's now left the studio, and he's, like, in another adjacent studio. Yeah, they wanted him out. They were in the same room, and he had to go clean himself up. And when he returns, they said, you're in that room now. Yeah. And he goes, how you doing, buddy? A lot of paper towels. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even know. So I can't even look at you guys in the eye right now. I, I feel bad for anyone in that hallway. Mraz is looking down like a dog that yeah. went on the kitchen. I don't know what Should we hold I your just, face in it? I, la- I don't know. My laugh too hard up and friction down. and oh. Luckily, it wasn't, you know, mega poundage. <laughs> so just a, a little wet. Gross. Now, <laughs> before you like, honestly, I know you guys think I can live. I'm ashamed right now. Like I really, I was kind of hoping I came back and you guys are midway through the update. Every time no, I think no, show's no. over. <laughs> I mean, I'll show Pete how wet the back of my cheeks are. You can see it, Pete. This is making me insane. I, did, my brain is fried. He did the whole look, look. Every time though, Paulie, I hear shows with like more than like. Three people or two people can't do it like that. That to me just made me that the fact that he asked himself is one thing. The uh, the them all talking over each other has made me insane. I'm now insane for the day. Um, I mean, so, at most, like if Ben did that, at most you would hear two voices. Yeah, you and well, me. Yeah, I would be laughing. Oh yeah, hysterically. So uh, yeah, he that's... did. He went poo poo in his pants. It got picked up by TMZ. But what happened was Adam sent it to me. I had not seen it yet, and he said to me. Um, he said this. He sent it to me. This is my buddy. If you want to have him on, hashtag content. And I said, wow. More ashes? Yeah, Mraz is his buddy. Wow. I said, I'll definitely play it. I'm not sure how that interview would sound. Joining us next on the uh, premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is uh, Mraz. And so you crapped your pants yesterday. What was that like? 
So uh, I, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. So I, he goes, yeah, I was texting with him earlier. Is he famous or infamous? What's it like to be picked up for TMZ? He's now feeding me interview questions. Well, <laughs> What's it like to be picked up by TMZ for pooping yourself? And then he said, I'm just passing it along if you're interested. I said, so I'm definitely doing the story. And he said, well, there's video and audio. I said, okay. And then he said, he wouldn't stop. Is this good or bad for his career? <laughs> this puts there's no such thing as bad publicity to the test. I'm like, Adam, I'm not going to interview your buddy that crapped his pants. Birds of a similar feather. I heard a little bit of the Mirage show uh, in our, or the DA show during our 5 o'clock prep hour. Uh, I think you were down the hall, and I'm listening. Just, it's running in the background. And he goes, hey, before we go to break, this is the DA. He goes, I want to read this tweet from TMZ. And he's talking about how they went viral. Right. and. They were on the front page of TMZ yesterday because of what his <laughs> colleague did in their studio. And uh, he goes, then I saw a quote tweet from our boss, our program director. Our boss tweeted it out and said, my work is done. So he got a, a program director, had one of their shows go viral and said, I'm done. I have accomplished all of my goals. Adam would love it if I did that. Oh, if you if you dooed right now in your pants, and, he, and we ended up on TMZ, on TMZ he'd be so happy. <laughs> but the 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 four interview questions he sent me to interview, and again, I just I don't think it's that interesting of an interview. The audio is fairly interesting, but the interview Mraz who pooped his pants, I'd be mortified. I'll tell you right now, picked up on TMZ. Oh, you're the guy that I'm already the guy on Wipeout, and that's <laughs> bad enough. But the guy that you're the guy that wore a diaper, I wore the diaper. <laughs> I crapped my pants on live radio and had to leave. That Yeah, that would be awful. I don't know that you come back from that. I probably don't. <laughs> I probably don't. I mean, I got close. I got close. We had that audio. Paulie and I were doing production one day. Oh, let me f- see if I can find that. It's a long time ago. I've done it. I dr- was driving to work one day, and I had to turn around and go home. <laughs> That's happened before. I don't know where I but it never that. TMZ didn't get it, you know. So that's fine if you can't find it. It's fine. But yeah, Adam will get me like that, and he'll do the thing where he's like, where he's like, "Hey, you don't have to do this," but and I'm like, "That means I have to do it." But I did not. I did not capitulate to him, Paulie, <laughs> and and say that I would interview Morass because I I just don't know that people find it that interesting that he pooped his pants and really getting to the bottom of the story. No I, pun intended. I think I probably agree. I think we handled it uh, we handled the way it we normally fine. would. The audio was actually more annoying than it was good, <laughs> to be honest, if I'm being 100% <laughs> honest. Nothing against those guys, um, obviously. Uh, you also found this yesterday, retweeted into your oh, timeline yesterday. Please. I'd never seen this. I'd never heard of it. Didn't know it existed. I'm embarrassed. I spent a lot of time on Twitter. I never saw this. This laid me out. My wife sent this to me yesterday. So with election news continuing to roll in, uh, in Alabama, I believe Governor Kay Ivey, Kay Ivey. won re-election. Okay. And so somebody, her finest moment was retweeted back into the time. Yeah, somebody just said, well, Governor Ivey has uh, won re-election. I think it's all uh, appropriate to revisit this. And she showed me like an eight-second clip, and I said, I need, I need I more. I got to have more. So I found the full press conference. I got about 30 seconds here, but we go back to January 2021, so almost two years ago, and there was just a, so there was a the devastating tornado somewhere in Alabama, and she showed up and was giving an update you know, at the podium there and letting everybody know what was going on, and they were asked about COVID vaccines and all of that. 
And uh, I think, I don't know if lunch came back up or something, but here's how that press conference went. Dr. Harris joined me in a conversa- phone conversation with uh, President Biden's um, COVID team. So, yes, we were in touch. Governor, did you talk about the new case numbers that you talked about yesterday with Washington? What? Do what now? The new case numbers in Alabama. The increase in excess. They are, um, we're getting a, excuse me, a slight increase in the number of doses that we'll be getting to the state. That is a belch. They are, um, we're getting a, Excuse me, a slight increase in the number of doses that we'll be getting to the state. I need just the clip. Just the... the, (laughs) Grown woman did that live on the... They are... um, Live on the air. We're getting a... Excuse me, a slight increase in the number of... It's one of my favorites. The video... The audio almost doesn't know. The face that she makes when she burps. Retweet it from Ben. Holy... Crap. We will put it up on uh, Ben and Woods. Can you talk about the new case numbers that you talked about yesterday with Washington? <laughs> with little, 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 you little, what now? The new case numbers. What now? The increase in access. Increase in vaccine numbers. They are, um, we're getting a, excuse me, a slight increase in the number of doses that we'll be getting to the state. That's a governor. That's a governor at a live press conference after a tornado. So good. We're getting a. Excuse me. A, <laughs> hey, control your bowels over there, Paulie. They are. Um, TMC. We're getting a. Excuse uh, me. A, we got to take a break. We have to take a break. Oh I'm, my God. I'm pouring sweat laughing. You're going to be pouring sweat in this next segment. I don't know if you'll be laughing. No, oh, this uh, is the one that gets me. We're, it's a throwback Thursday. We like to go back into the archives and bring something. Yes. We haven't heard in a while. This is one of the worst moments on Ben and Woods. It just, I've yeah. ne- I honestly, I don't know if I've ever been that Hands that down, one of the most uncomfortable yeah. situations we had ever had in, uh, at that time, it was about two years. We but. got Skip Schumacher, Miami Marlins manager, in the big chair. He's going to be joining us at 835. Going to be talking more Padres at 9. Replayed that uh, AJ Preller interview. Dive headlong into that. Should be a great rest of the show. Thanks for being with us. It's Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Just for one day, we can be heroes. Just for one day. And you, you can be It's time for the NFL Insider Report. Are you ready for the football? Brought to you by Hummel Casino. With seven restaurants, thousands of slots, thrilling table games, and a sports pub voted San Diego's best, it's no wonder Hummel Casino is always a fan favorite. Hummel Casino. Close, friendly, fun. All right, welcome back. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. I am Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. Ben is out sick today. And I know he always looks forward to the NFL Insider Report. <laughs> Our buddy Greg said, please stop playing it because I'm retching every time I hear it. Said, Sorry about it, man. It's not what do you want? It's not gonna... yeah. They are, um, 
we're getting a excuse me a slight increase in the number of doses that we'll be getting to the state. I'd say we laughed at that entire I mean, five the, minute commercial whole, break just now. The whole break, I just, we just kept going. Brr. <laughs> Oh, if you're on Twitter, the video the video is really, so much better. It really sends it really home. Really makes it. It really <laughs> sends it. We're supposed to be talking about the NFL right now. Uh, Thursday night football tonight. You oh. got the uh, four and five Falcons at the two and seven Panthers. That's on Prime Video. Another banger for Thursday night. Week ten is upon us. I'm looking at the uh, NFL's website. It's the worst website in pro sports by far. Tough it, to navigate. It's just bad. Let me pull it up. I haven't gone to the... I, what do they make a year? <laughs> Major League Baseball made $11 billion this so year. So NFL had to be, I don't know, triple that? $44 million? <laughs> The worst website in pro sports. Oh, there's and a it's, lot. It's there's a lot going close. on. Yeah, it is tough to make it's, off, it's awful. I mean, it looks, like, it looks like when the internet first came out. <laughs> this is a website. This, it's like a cookie, the most cookie-cutter template for a website. That I've ever seen in my life. I don't, I, guess I was going to say, I don't use a lot of websites per se. You know, go to my website, go to my, no, I, I you know, get my stuff off Twitter, which now that's going to be obsolete. ESPN pretty a lot for like the sports yeah. news. Yeah, just it's get those headlines to on the right. The schedules yes. with the tabs at the top. Because you can hit all of them. Yeah. You don't have to go to NFL.com. Wait, who's this playing? This is horrid. Who's on TBS tonight for, uh, or TNT for the NBA? Well, now I got to go to NBA.com. No, right. it's all right there. It's all right there. But, um, isn't this bad? Yeah, it's not great. It's so plain. A lot of ads. It's so plain, a lot of ads, and just really, really uh, tough to navigate. So there you go. Week 10. Uh, is upon us tonight. Uh, I'll take the Falcons in this one, Paulie. <laughs> I'll take the Panthers. There's your, uh, there's your NFL news and notes. This weekend, I think uh, Vikings-Bills probably top well, game of the weekend. It would have been. Josh Allen and his elbow is a massive, massive, yeah. massive, massive concern. And, is he know, out? So he's... Question. He's like... They're never fully uh, transparent about... <laughs> you know, No, he's great. He's going to play. Um, you know, they want you to try to think about game planning for somebody else. Okay, yeah, says he's day-to-day right now. Day-to-day, and it's bad, dude. It's really, really bad. They're worried about, you know, Ben said the other day, and I, I, we were running out of time, so I didn't get a chance to check him on this, but he said, you know, obviously if it's a starting pitcher, you know, you're, you in, and they have a, a tear or something in their UCL, they're done. Well, I would venture to say, too, Josh Allen relies pretty heavily on his arm as do the uh the future as does the future and the soul of every Bills fan out there. Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If he's got a torn or damaged UCL, can he play? Football players are really tough, man. He probably can, but is he going to be able to sling it like he could? No. The answer is no. I would imagine. 100%. I would imagine no with a, a torn UCL. So he's looking at it, they're looking at it, they're they're testing it. But if they're without him, man, I I don't know I don't know what happens to the Bills. I really don't. So, and it's a game you need to he need they need to play in that game. It's against the six and one Vikings as well. So you know not a divisional game or anything like that. But you know it's a good team. You want to beat that team and coming off a really really bad loss. Uh, the Buffalo or the uh, Buffalo Bills are so yeah. Seahawks Bucks should be an interesting one too. You wonder Tom Brady that last second win last week. Is he going to get it together? Is he going to like make it right? The divorce is final. I mean, you have to think at some point. He's right? turned the page. I've like seen this is before. Mm-hmm. Is it going to surprise anyone if the dude's in the playoffs again? It probably shouldn't. Um, but yeah, it's a long season, and and if anybody can get it together, uh, I'm sure it's Tom Brady. He's done it many many times, as you know. So there's your NFL uh, news you can use. Well, speaking of speaking the of the NFL, it is a throwback Thursday, and many of you, if you're a tier one of this show. 
um, sweating just thinking about it. It's just one of the more tough things that's ever happened interview-wise. And, and we have not spoken to him since. I think we have once. I don't um, think we have. Actually, we didn't. We didn't have him on the show, but he did leave us a voicemail for like an anniversary show oh, or a did. Christmas show yes, or something. I, I sent him a text, kind of just to shoot my shot. Let's just see what happens. And he was very good about it. But uh, no, for Throwback Thursday, today is uh, November 10th. We go back to November 12th of 2019. And we a were a long time ago. We were talking with uh, our buddy, Sal Pal. Our, our pal. Sal Palantonio from ESPN. We had him on a bunch. He's had him on I, I love. I still love Sal Pal. I do too. I don't know what happened. When I see him, though, I laugh because I remembered what remember happened. Remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got two two clips from that interview, and here's the first one. Uh, Sal Pal makes a joke. I'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll listen yeah. and we'll try to decipher what happened. I mean, those are the three quarterbacks I want. Well, well, that, of course, I that want, Super Bowl interception obviously was was huge. Oh, the, of course, the of one course last I, night didn't end up costing him. Oh my God, oh my God. There's one other quarterback that I want, and that's Nicky Five Fingers Foles. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Let's uh, let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. Let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. Touchdown, baby's back this week, week eleven. Come on, let's talk about Nicky Touchdown back. Come on now. There's so much to unpack. I was going to say, let's let's so, do this. Number one. Your guest is trying to talk. I came in like a Then refuses. Well, well, that, of course, that Super Bowl interception obviously was was huge. Oh, the, of course, the of one course, last night didn't end up gone. For the love of God, Ben, just shut up. Turn off Turn your, your microphone. Yeah, I gotta, Paulie, I'm gonna have to put that on your plate. Yeah. I just got. I got. Just put it on your plate as president and commander in chief of the tier ones. You're now a monitor. As VP of the Tier 1s. You have to do it. I accept. Yeah, that's just another thing you're going to have to do during the show because of course, I that want, Super Bowl interception obviously Sal, was, was so, huge. Sal Powell is saying, of course, there are. there's another quarterback I would like. Ben won't there's let him. one other quarterback that I want, and that's Nicky Five Fingers Fold. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. So let's, uh, let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. So He was mocking us for laughing at him. I think that's what happened. Now, now, if you don't know, Sal Powell mostly covers the Eagles. He is a big Philadelphia Eagles guy. So, of course, he wants Nick Foles back in 2019. Right, of course. And it's that it's that laugh. He makes the joke, the, I want Nicky Foles. But five you fingers, guys already know yeah, that. Yeah, five fingers Foles. Ha, ha, yep. and then, <laughs> let's talk about the NFC. Well, <laughs> of course you do. Let's, uh, let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. Oh, my God. God. I think he thought you guys were laughing at him, and he goes, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, real laughing funny. <laughs> yeah, real, <laughs> real funny, you a-holes. <laughs> so it continues. We had him on, and now that I remember, um, the reason we were like, hey, let's catch up with Sal Pal. He had just signed an extension with ESPN, and we loved he him. He had a book out, on a too. Bunch. Yeah. yeah, so here's, uh, you- here's how the review ended. It got, it got worse with Ben just not... Been refusing to let the man talk. He just wouldn't let him talk. And here's how it ended. Uh, where do you go? <laughs> I don't know where to go. Sal, congratulations on the new <laughs> on the deal. New deal. Again, hey, thanks for having happy, me on your show. Happy this Veterans a Day. Really was. This is amazing. This is, this is uh, a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again soon when I'm I'm, I'm a confident host. I can't. I can't. Thanks, Sal. Bye. Sal, You're the best. Bye. You. What the? Is he mad? He's not mad. I don't think is he's he? mad. No, he was a star. He just hung up on us. He's, he's a huge furious. star. Yeah, he hung up before I could even uh, put him on back on hold. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he hung up on us. There's so much to hate about that. There's just... I'm a confident host. I can't. I can't. Thanks, Al. Bye. <laughs> so, you're the best. Bye. 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 B
It's so bad. What the? What was that? <laughs> that was as close That's as I've ever. Pretty close. That was as close. I mean, he's trying to say it, and Ben won't let him talk. And I think he just got frustrated. And then we laughed at his five fingers joke. Like, he's like, "I'm <laughs> done with these." He's like, "That's morons. it. I'm done." He's from Philly. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't suffer fools. Great, oh great poll for a throwback Thursday, Polly. But <sighs> I couldn't be more excited about uh, the next, the next segment. Yes, talking to our pal and your pal, the very handsome, the very talented manager of the Miami Marlins. Skip Schumacher will join us next on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And excited to catch up with our pal. So many questions to ask him. Is he, is he, do you think he's changed like I have since I become president? He's gone to his head. Uh, I think Skip, uh, Skip's more grounded. Than he's I a little have. more humble. Yeah, he's a little more humble, a little more centered. <laughs> and he has every reason not to be humble. Because if he gets up and looks at himself in the mirror nude, he probably likes what he sees a lot. Oh, yeah. I, on the other hand, He hops into the shower in the morning. He's like, like oh, I'm Skip God. Schumacher. Oh, he looks good. For a guy that hasn't been there before, as far as managing a team, he's, I think he acts like he's been there before. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so happy for him. Talk to him next. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Fan Benny out today. It's me, Woodsy, and Paulie, and uh, about to be joined by Marlins' new manager, our buddy Skip Schumacher, former Padres bench coach, Cardinals bench coach, now up in the big chair. Can't wait to talk to him. We will do that as soon as we check traffic. And without further ado, joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is Miami Marlins manager, our pal Skip Schumacher. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. Now, we I reached out day of, and I said, I humbly accept the uh, bench coach position. I haven't heard from Kim Ng or anybody else in the organization, so I'm I'm still here. You've got my most current uh, up-to-date email, and I'm just waiting on my contract and to pack my bags, Skip. I'm ready when yeah, you we're, are. We're still going over a lot of candidates. <laughs> uh, we haven't sent out the Zoom link just yet, but okay. we'll get that to you hopefully by the end of the week. <laughs> Man, you gotta walk. You gotta walk me through this because you know we knew we talked to you before. We knew you had aspirations of being a manager. Uh, I think everybody that that does your you know has that position of bench coach eventually wants to take that jump, and um, you know you made no bones about that. Were you? And I know you've you've talked to people before and interviewed before. Walk us through how this whole thing went down. Yeah, it's weird. It happened fast. Um, I was planning on playing you guys, honestly, and the Padres, and we ran into Nolan Wheeler on a short series, weekend series, and I'm at home on a Monday. I yeah. uh, did not think I was going to be taking interviews that quick and got a call from Kim and their group. 
uh, asked to interview is actually in San Diego with uh, probably some other candidates, you know, maybe even in the Padre system uh, or Philly system. And, you know, went from a one-hour conversation to about a three-hour conversation. Uh, it was organic, it was natural, felt great, um, but you never know. Um, you know, the previous interviews I took, it was I was a first base coach. And thank God I was a bench coach before I got these interviews because I needed to be in that seat to kind of learn the system, yeah. navigate the game with the manager, you know, the front office and how they think. Um, so anyway, it went about three hours. Um, asked for a second interview, met ownership, and uh, here we are. Fantastic, man. First of all, congratulations. I can't tell you how many interviews I've walked out of like, yes, nailed it. And then I, you never hear from them again. It just <laughs> – some people are great at it. And I wanted to ask you because she remains one of the most fascinating people in baseball to me, Kim Ng, the uh, the only female GM. How What was that like, and, and what is she like? I've never gotten a chance to talk to her. It felt like we've known each other for 10, 15 years, honestly. Um, it was, a, again, like I said, very natural, organic conversation. Uh, we talked about the game. She's super, obviously very smart, very bright, knows the game. I've already learned some stuff from her in the week and a half that I've been manager. Um, so it's it, her whole staff. I think we're just we're trying to build a culture that's sustainable and winning year after year. And um, she had the same vision as I wanted to be in. I didn't want to be in a rebuild and she's ready to win now. So uh, it was a super encouraging conversation, but you're right. You never know when you leave these interviews because there's a lot of good baseball people around and I'd be, you know, crazy to think, Oh, it's, I, it's my turn. You know, that's yeah. not what I thought about going into the interview and it just worked out. Well, and, and I think that comes through in an interview, right? If you walk in and you're like, man, I, you know, I could do this job in my sleep. Uh, it is my turn. I've paid my dues. It probably doesn't go well for you, but I love that it was a nice organic conversation. The one thing I wanted to know, we're talking to Skip Schumacher, uh, Miami Marlins manager. Did they ask you to do, or have you ever heard of like, like in a, in an interview saying, all right, Skip, let me give you a couple of, uh, let's dry run a couple of scenarios here and see how you would handle it. Is that a, part of the process yeah that's definitely part of the process wow. um yeah you know before the last few interviews i've done um it kind of felt like you know because i wasn't a bench coach yet to see if i knew the game and yes. how to double switch and all that stuff and you know that that part is the easy part for me that the game stuff is like it's so much fun right that's that's the fun part you know the difficult part is figuring out you know the roster and guy keeping guys healthy and you know all that stuff so it was more of like, hey, what, do, what did you see in St. Louis and San Diego of how to keep guys on the field? And, you know, going over those scenarios and kind of going over if you had an ideal staff, what would that look like more than the in-game stuff in this particular interview? That's fantastic stuff. I know you've got to be – and it's so fun. When we were talking about it a little bit this week, we've had two really weird off-seasons in a row – this one is going to be a little bit more like drinking from a fire hose for all of us, the, the guys in the media, uh, but especially you, a new manager. You've got a lot of different responsibilities, responsibilities you've never had before. I bet you cannot wait until you get to throw on that uniform and get down to spring training and start the actual work and process of being the manager of the Marlins on the field. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet the players, um, you know, figuring out my staff first and foremost, you know, going through a lot of interviews. It's funny how many, you know, people call you and all of a sudden they're qualified, right? <laughs> they're qualified. Like I could you never. The bench coach all of a sudden. Yeah. I could never yeah. do that. I would never. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, you know, you start to lose friends. I think, you know, as you get 
to be the manager, unfortunately, because you don't want them on your staff anymore. But, um, no, it's an exciting time. Um, you know, thinking about that pitching staff is gets me really excited. Sure. Um, and then trying to build this, you know, a culture that I'm used to, a, a, of a winning year-in and year-out type of feel. And um, so, but I, I, building those relationships with you is, like, my most exciting part of this. I bet. I bet it is, man. And and I loved it in your uh, your opening presser. You said the most important part of my day is winning that game today. And that's kind of the mantra that, that you know, we've been preaching here on Ben and Woods is, hey, just go want to know today. You, you don't look forward to tomorrow. Don't look behind you to yesterday. You go want to know today. And that's a really, really good day. And it seems to be your your uh, mantra as well. Uh, Skip Schumacher joins us here on Ben and Woods this morning. And uh, so, yeah, you, you mentioned your pitching staff. I mean, you have one of the best in the game uh, in Sandy Alcantara. He's unbelievable to watch. And you've got other guys coming up through the system as well. Here's what's in- interesting to me, though, Skip. So when you were the first base coach, when you were the bench coach even, it was kind of like, hey, you uh, you know, you GMs and assistant GMs, do whatever you do, and you're going to have to work with the players they get you. It's probably a little bit different as the manager because well now it's kind of your ass on the line if you don't win and you want to make sure you have the best players what's that dynamic going to be like for you yeah I think it's um, it's always scary when you try to also play GM as a coach or even a manager of course they're going to ask you you know what do you think and have conversations and this is going to be you know, the most important relationship is the GM and the manager. I mean, it's got to be aligned in the message and what type of players we're looking for. And listen, I, I would never try to do her job ever. That is not easy. Um, I learned a long time ago, even from AJ, is like, you know, we're going to give you the best players that we can. You try to get the best version out of them. Um, and that's what I'm planning on doing and trying to provide that staff for the player to get the best version out of that player. Um, for me to look on in other organizations to try to like, oh man, I wish I had this particular player. Sure. It's not fair to the guys that we have. So um, focus on our guys. You know, whatever the GM wants to bring in, great. But um, if it's nothing, then you know we got to you know win with the guys that we have, which I'm excited about the the roster we have. Oh, it's it's good stuff. Well, I got to ask this question, maybe a touch personal, but uh, how did the uh, how the missus take it? What did she think? <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, um, you know, last year was the first year I was away from my family. Yeah, um, they've always been together. We've always been together, either as a player or as a coach. You know, I commuted to San Diego every year, um, every day, I should say. So I was looking for that sign, like you know, Miami could not be further away from Orange County, California. Right, literally. Um, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, yeah. Um, so I was looking for that sign. I was like, God, God, give me something, and I got nothing for like two weeks, just in case I got the phone call. And um, I got the phone call, would you like to be the manager of the Marlins? And my son and daughter, they jumped up. My wife was pumped up, you know, hugged each other as I'm looking at them. And that was the sign, right? And it was just like an amazing feeling. So if I saw them like chin to the chest, like gosh dang it type stuff, then I'd be like, I got to think about this. Yeah. But to see their excitement made me feel good about it, and we can do this thing together. I was on the golf course when I saw the news, and I was like, yes, I know a manager <laughs> in the big leagues. It was really. Well, and if you're the family, I mean, hey, Miami. Yeah, it's Miami. Miami. I mean, we're going to have a great time. Not, hey, we're moving to Minnesota. And I'm the manager, Cleveland. so, I mean, some doors are going to open, and everyone needs to just relax a little bit. 
My wife, Hannah, would 100, I would be out there by myself in a, in a one-bedroom apartment, and I would see her after, she'd be like, I'm not, I'm not leaving here, but listen, I, I'm so happy for you, we are so happy for you, and you know, I, we want you to win every single game, unless it's against the Padres, and, and you know that, dude, you know we're going to be pulling for you, and please let us know if you're going to uh, make it down to the winter meetings, uh, press some flesh, you know you got a seat on our show uh, when you get down there, man, we're just... We're so stoked for you, man, just getting to know you over the years, what a good guy you are, how hard you worked. And I know, you, I know you've learned a ton of, of how to do this job. And I know you've probably seen a lot of, of cautionary tales as well of like this, you can't let this happen in, in, in a clubhouse. And you learned that when you were a player too. So it's nothing new for you, man. I'm, we're just really, Dude, we really know excited. You, you got this. You have been, I mean, you had a long career with a well-established yeah. veteran manager. You've helped out with new managers. Like You've kind of seen it all. True. It's true. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, you guys have always been the most supportive of all time. And it's, I mean, I just so lucky that you've uh, been supportive of me and wherever I've been. So thank you for always doing that. Um, it's going to be hard. I mean, no doubt this is a, you know, this seat is always hot, right? Always. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but I have learned from a lot of different people and taken bits and pieces on what I would do if I ever got uh, this spot right or wrong and stuff. Um, and, you know, again, if, when we're in San Diego, um, I will absolutely be on that show during the winter meetings. I can't wait. Cannot wait, man. Congratulations. And uh, go out there and kick some ass. I know you will. Skip Schumacher, everybody. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. So great. So great. Oh, I'm so guy. excited for him. Well, I'm going to be watching some Marlins baseball now. <laughs> That's the funny part. I will be legitimately tuned in and interested in what the uh, Miami Marlins do this year. And, of course, that was Skip Schumacher on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I thought it was uh, impressive that in his first press conference, press conference, he didn't say that he'd manage games in his mind because that was a, a big one that we heard here from Ting, and you know that got a lot of play nationally, and I just thought, man, I, if I were him, I'd store that nugget away as things of not to say uh, in your first your first press conference. Tingler was a great, great dude. Uh, but, but yeah, that was kind of the first thing I went, what? You did it in your mind. Oh, yeah. I do it from my couch. <laughs> a lot of our listeners do it from their couch. We all do it from our couch. But to have Skip uh, in that seat. But no, man, I mean, to play, first of all, to just play the game for as long as he did, sure. to, to get to the top of the mountain like he did. Yeah, I mean, World that, Series champion. That right there speaks volumes. It's going to carry a lot of weight in there, man. To play under a guy like Tony LaRussa, who had been there forever, yep. like, that helps. And then I really do think to be, he was on staff with Andy Green, a new manager. He was on staff with Jace Tingler, a new manager. So to kind of see what worked, what didn't, I think that's only going to help him. Yeah, I'm so excited for him. I'm going to I'm gonna get a Marlins, uh, some Marlins swag too. And I'm going to root hard for those guys because I want him to do well. And he replaced my favorite baseball player of all time when I was a little kid. When I was uh, growing up, it was Don Mattingly. So um, you know, I would say big shoes to fill, but I don't know, man. Don hasn't been the world's most successful manager. I think there's been opportunities for him where that maybe weren't the best, and he kind of slogged through it. But, man, they've got some young, up-and-coming talent in that organization. And Kim Ng, again, one of the smartest baseball minds out there. I think it, it would be hard, though, Paulie. It would be really hard when you are... When you're the bench coach or the first base coach, and they're like, hey, uh, we just traded blank, blank, and blank for blank. And you're the bench coach, you're like, oh, all right, let me go get to know these guys. Right. Let me look up their numbers. Let me see what they're... When you're the manager, you're like, you just traded who? I mean, we all watch Moneyball. Billy, you're out of your mind. 
You you can't trade Carlos Pena. Pena's I've, playing first because not only not only is he the best first baseman on the roster, he's the only, he's the only first, first baseman. baseman. On yeah, the we roster. just traded him. You're out oh, of your mind, God. right? So we've all seen that. Like we've all seen how that works in baseball, and it yeah. cannot be easy. And I know you know everything is sunshine and rainbows right now, but if Kim, Kim Ng has to make a difficult decision, and Skip's like, oh God, this this is going to help. This is going to help us lose baseball games. That can't be a fun position to be in. Yeah. It just can't, and you do probably feel a little bit, a little bit helpless. I'm so curious. I didn't even bother to ask because you kind of know what the answer is going to be from a guy like Skip Schumacher, a new manager. But you know, when you go, you went sixty nine and ninety three last year. Yeah. What is what is what are your goals? Next well, year? I mean, you know like, what I mean, you got to wait and see. Let the roster develop, of course, but. We, we've talked about it before. Does every player and manager really walk into spring training on day one and go, our goal is the championship, like we're going to win? Our, if anything less is a failure, I don't know that that's really true. Now, I would expect Skip to say that, oh, we want to win a World Series championship. But realistically, well, but the funny thing is, 500? is we just talked, no, I think we just talked to him, and, and I think first and foremost, it's culture. And that... That was an issue. That was an issue when he was here with Jay Stingler. Culture was an issue. And Bob Melvin's done a really good job at changing the culture as well. Skip knows that. Skip knows how important that is. And when he goes in there, that's really the the first thing is you change the culture and then you go one and oh every single day. You look up at the end of the year, Paulie, and you you could be heading to the playoffs. So uh, I have no doubt that he has the qualifications, and most importantly, he walks in the room, Paulie. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. He's got the ultimate hardware, got a great reputation. He's fiery. He will have their backs. We know that. We know he's going to get his ass oh, yeah. thrown out of games and stuff. <laughs> like You know that's coming. 100%. So I'm just really happy for him. I think him. any young player that you know gets drafted by the Marlins yep. or comes up through their system, like that's a guy that you can – it's weird. You can both relate to him. Like I think he's younger, and he gets the new generation of baseball. Absolutely, he but does. he's also he's old school. He's old school, man. It's and he's it's, been there, and he knows what he's talking about. It's good combo. I'm really excited for him, and you know, of course, like yeah, we're, we're happy for him partially because of how good he's been to us. But man, I just like good things happening to good people. But he's a great, and great he guy. deserves all the best. Great guy. Yeah, coming up next here too. Let's let's keep the baseball train rolling. We're on a roll right now, and uh, I want to continue to talk Padres. Some. Some pretty juicy stuff, I would say, came out of the interview with A.J. Preller yesterday. He was on Gwen and Chris. I guess Tony was out, so you're just going to get Chris and Scrabes uh, talking to A.J. Preller. We rarely, rarely replay an entire interview, but I want to hear this thing in its entirety. Then we'll break it down, and we'll talk about some of the things that uh, like that. that materialized from our GM, A.J. Preller. We'll do that for you next here on Ben and Woods. Ben, out sick today. Please send him your well wishes on Twitter. He is up and liking tweets, so that means he must be feeling better. Right? Because if you're really sick, you can't open your phone. <laughs> That's true. That's my rule. We'll be right back. So he'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, 97.3 The Fan.